0: On Metro FM Talk with 17 minutes it is before 8 p.m. We now go into our wrap of the top business and investment stories at the start of this new week that are moving markets. And uh, one of those is uh, the Competition Commission's uh, a release of their market inquiry into the data services market, which has found that current prices exclude many poor and disadvantaged people, and that uh, there is uh, also a, a proof of anti-competitive behavior in this particular case. And uh, uh, joining me now on the line to uh, take a look at some of these uh, stories uh, that are moving markets today is independent analyst and market commentator, uh, Snesipo Manindra. Snesipo, good evening to you. How are you? I'm good, and you, Aya? How are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. good. week starting off with a very, uh, I guess, uh, heavy heart for many uh, uh, of us, but also uh, I guess it's that time of the year where uh, the uh, fatigue begins to kick in, but we move on nonetheless. Now, Competition Commission earlier on today releasing this review, Snesipo, and uh, we said to catch up with the Commissioner later on, but I uh, would be interested to hear from you. What do you make of this?
1: Well, I'm surprised. For me, it's in the Competition Commission. I saw the summary. I haven't had a chance to go through the report because it is 170 pages. Yes. So anyone who writes about it must know that they've all read the executive summary, no one read it in detail. Um, that's just shade on people because I saw so many articles come out on, on it already. I'm just I'm just gonna study the judgment, but from my understanding is that the the Commission is making um sweeping statements regarding the cost of data and the prohibitive price of data in terms of the development of the country, specifically the poly deal by MTN and Vodacom. I'm just curious, that's why I said I want to study the report in terms of what are the mechanisms that they are able to lever, lever in terms of actually getting the them to drop their prices. Because for me, when you say 30 to 40, 50% drop in two months, what does that mean? So if you talk about punitive measures, what is going to be the quantum and some when? The cost of data and the cost of tokens in this country has always been expensive. Mm. It's just more in the spotlight now because the cost of data is prohibiting uh, the growth of this country when we look at if we're ever going to make the fourth industrial revolution um, trans- transition. So for me, I'm, I'm just curious in terms of what levels are they going to have. And before I left the office, I didn't see any sense announcements from either Vodacom or MTN talking about the talking about the uh, ComCom recommendations so I'm just curious to find out if they're going to take the report on review mm. or what is the plan going forward because it's like for me in a practical level it yeah. tells you that you need to drop your prices by a third and two months guys, this is the
0: time, you know, this is where they make most mm, like, money. Mm. So, so I'm simple, just curious to find uh, out yeah. if that lever. So I'm quite interested, I mean, one, one of the things that uh, the Competition Commission mentions in their report is that uh, uh, the uh, retail pricing structures of uh, these uh, telecoms providers is not only anti-poor, but also lacks the necessary transparency. And I'm quite interested in whether or not uh, one of the sanctions that are going to be levied here is some form of uh, disclosure here of uh, the margins and the markups that they add to uh, uh, the uh, provision or the cost of providing this particular service?
1: So let's just look at basic business model. What does a teleco provider have? They outlay a significant amount of CAPEX uh, infrastructure and then they charge a fee to recover that CAPEX. That is their basic business model. So from a cost perspective, it is a fairly fixed cost and high CAPEX expenditure business. Now the question is, the margin of recovery. So if you look at the pricing structures, this is one of the reasons why the says it punishes you for being poor. If you look at the cost of, uh, I'm just going to make an example for illustration. To get you 50 megs might cost you 10 rand, but to get 200 megs might just cost you 20 rand. So it purchases those, you know, the pricing structure purchases those on the lower value scale because per megabyte, per megabyte, which is indifferent to the telco's operating cost, they're paying more. Mm. And if you look at it in a percentage of their earnings, they're spending a lot more. So for example, I spend, I spend a lot on my telephone contract. It's a ridiculous amount, but it's not the amount I feel. But someone else with a less earnings would be spending proportionally a lot more than the service, so they can feel the cost of data. So like I said, from the, on a per megabyte basis, it is more expensive on the lower on the lower utilization, the lower dominions, dominations of airtime than it is on the higher. Hmm. That is sort of where, so which is why which is why they call it anti-poor because the pricing strategy says that, okay, like I said, 50 megabytes will cost you 10 rand, 200 megabytes cost you 20 rand. So you're getting four times more value but you can only afford 10 rand. So that's where the... The rhetoric of anti-poor, anti-competitive being is that also if you don't have sufficient options, because you know you've got four options now, you've got Telcom, Celsius, we don't even know if they're going to be around two years from now, so we're not going to not even out in this problem. You've got Indian and Verticom, which are deeply encouraged and are basically uh, at a level where there's zero to nothing so. you can do to change their competitive positions.
0: Just briefly, Snezip, I mean, the other issue here that uh, this report raises is... Uh, uh, this over-reliance on these particular telecoms providers for, for access to uh, data services. And they're calling for the development of alternative infrastructure to provide data services uh, to lower-income areas and smaller secondary cities and towns. And uh, it's quite clear that uh, uh, the bulk of this responsibility is being placed on the government. And uh, I must say the uh, uh, entity USASA, which has been charged with doing this and collects revenue from some of the telecoms players, has uh, I guess their performance has left a lot to be desired here.
1: No comment on a band, because
0: if we go there, it's going to become a very hard one. We've got to place them to the same standard of critique and uh, they must account you know, in the same way that we want these telecoms providers to account.
1: So, 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 so that's also the thing. Government policy doesn't speak to government access. That is where we're fundamentally wrong. We have all, because of data, it's not something new. Katy is the book, and I'm shy, it's actually "com,com, because of data. It casa as the regulator of telecoms. This is an issue they should have addressed. So if you look at the Santos um, about uh, I think it was a year last year, when they went to the commission, when they were doing the investigation, he left the thing with our telecoms is that our telecoms control the entire value chain, the entire value chain. So it's very difficult for you to even encourage them on a completely... It's only recently now because the cost of infrastructure has become so expensive that you've got providers like Dark Fiber growing at phenomenal rates, but still, it's just Dark Fiber. There's no one... There's one and one or two others which are not less than known. Seekcom um, as well. Mm. So, so, so so, it's still... You're, again, you're leaving the same problems where you still few dominant players. So you need to break the entire value chain completely. You can't allow them to play both referee and uh, guard and referee because the price of thought is not regulated because Mm. the the rate of return of clickers is not regulated. So you sort of have to solve backwards, which is what is an acceptable rate of return? Mm. If you could do a comparison between... The SA telecoms, the emerging markets
0: versus. Snezibo. Yeah. I want us to pause there, and uh, we'll come back to that comparison. Just want to take a quick spot break. It's our wrap of the top business and investment stories here on Metro FM Talk. And I'm joined by Snesipo Manindra, independent analyst and market commentator to help us do this one. Now, Monabisi Olefir on Twitter saying the competition commission is not saying anything new here. The only move that is expected from the authorities and the regulatory body is to enforce these uh, uh, provisions so that operators abide accordingly. Now, clearly, operators are conducting business as they please. Now, Snesipo You were indicating earlier on that, uh, you know, absent of any regulation around uh, the return on uh, some of the investments that uh, telecoms providers make in network infrastructure, that uh, we're probably going to be chasing our tail here. But it's interesting for me that in this uh, report... That's been put out by the competition commission that there's uh, some international comparisons, not only about costs, but also the kind of margins and uh, returns and uh, price markups that uh, some of these players have. And uh, I'm looking at a graph now of uh, Vodacom South Africa's price uh, cost markups uh, between 2014 and 2019. And uh, I mean, over a long period of time, they've been hovering around 20, 25 percent, and they've only declined from the 31st of March this year to between 15 and 20 percent. And it makes one wonder, when Asnisaipor, whether or not some of the noise that uh, many people have been making around this data issue has actually been uh, received with receptive ears in many of our telecoms players.
1: Um. Really, what has happened, the reason why there's been a decline is because there's been a switch of consumer behavior. We're no longer voice. You know, we're decreasing our voice and we're increasing our return. It looks at 15 to 20%. But that's not the real return because you're not looking at it per at the, the product house. It's what I'm saying.
0: Ah, necessary. We we're battling with your line there. Uh, you no, know, I
1: was saying, I was saying, I was yes, saying, I, I can hear that, you now, Yeah, is that you're looking at it from a blended return basis. So, if, when what has happened is that they've decreased significantly the cost of voice, and our consumer behavior has moved away from voice, which is where the profit margin used to be. Yeah, historically. To now mm-hmm. data. To now data which the profit margin is a, lot, is a lot smaller. So if you look at it from a blended return, you can see it in the results. But mm. like it's, it's not addressing the issues. So if you look at, maybe, like I said, that's why I started with, if we look at basically what is the business model of, of, of our telecoms, there's an infrastructure asset. So if you look at infrastructure assets, you should be looking at a return of CPI plus 3 to 5% margin. So if you base them, because I think in the report, they should have verified. UK, you base it to Airtel, you base it to uh, uh, T-Mobile in the US, you'll look at that NTN and Vercom are much above them and that is because they're pricing um, it. Okay. Because the technology, if you look at it from a technology solution perspective, we are all using these level of we're not doing special um, special powers in this area. It's um, the same essential technology. Okay.
0: Now, so Stensa, I want us to pause there on that one because we will pick up our conversation with uh, the uh, commissioner. There, was going to talk us through uh, some of the uh, other features of that particular report. But I want us to take a look now briefly at uh, uh, that statement that came out of the Department of Public Enterprises. It uh, looked like it was written on uh, what's the name of this app? Let me find it quickly. Notepad. On notepad. notepad. Yeah, yeah. they uh, <laughs> notes actually. Funny. I got Notepad long notes, low, uh, from the uh, from the ones I want to apply anyway. But um, that being said, I mean, what do you make of uh, this insistence that, you know, the uh, industrial action on the part of uh, uh, the uh, trade unions and other uh, worker organizations here is uh, the cause for all of uh, the malaise within uh, SAA and, of course, some of the reports over the weekend about a potential tie-up with Ethiopian airlines?
1: So, I'm just going to go back to you. the problems of SAA. You know, remember the Yanis' resignation there, Actually, We have to go back there. The Yanis said exactly what is being said today, that Deep structural reform needs to happen at s a for the, for the airline to be profitable and to be successful going forward. Hopefully, I'm a dealer. Um, blind ears. Blind ears. according to much-loved much-loved uh, Cyril. He never said anything. There's nothing that's happening here. The Ethiopian Airlines is something that has been talked about on and off. There's nothing new that was being reported. To say it's the cause of the industrial action is being insincere because it's not taking consideration that the structural issues of SAA. SAA's problems are not single-handedly caused by the overstatement, the the, the, the employee, the fact that they are overstaffed in comparison to other airlines. There's also been significant corruption and unethical behavior by board members and senior executives. That's also a reason why the airlines are sick of business. They don't all make money, and SAA, because it's been a national carrier, has quite a few routes that are just genuinely unprofitable, but they go there anyway because they have to. Because they have to. That is their business model, and it's supposed to be cross subsidisation amongst unprofitable routes and profitable routes. Mm, okay. However, nothing is being said that is new. I don't understand why we're asking fresh about what is happening here. Bottom line is that the company needs structural reform and needs definite leadership. That has not been provided by the Life of the Department of Public Enterprise because they're afraid to do what needs to be done.
0: Hmm. Snezibo, we'll have to leave it there, but uh, always a pleasure catching up with you. Would have loved to take a look at uh, some of the other issues happening at uh, Tongart uh, and, of course, uh, Discovery's launch there of their international are business. Are you, but, uh,
1: huh? are you cutting me off?
0: Oh, I'm, how am I cutting you off, fam? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like,
1: I'm, like, I'm like it's an But I, no, look, I'm saying, done.
0: Joby, it's 8 p.m. and unfortunately, we will have to, we'll have to uh, move swiftly along. But um, uh, uh, I'm saying I would have loved to have the conversation about Tongat and uh, discovery. Um, I think on the SAA question, uh, a lot of conversation is going to happen over the next few days or so. But uh, we'll have to leave it there. Unfortunately, we have run out of time. Okay. Awesome. 8 p.m. is the time. And a big thank you there to uh, Snesipo Manindra uh, for joining us uh, for that conversation. Independent analyst, market commentator, and a CA wrapping up uh, some of the big stories there in the marketplace. And uh, no bigger story than that competition commission and their release of their review on data prices. Let me know what you think. Give us a ring on zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven.